two street food vendor. Block Talk Radio. And um, Block Talk Radio and as, as well, Hot Dog Vendor Radio, we thank you for joining us. Tonight we are going to cover the, all the things the successful people do that um, have made them successful. There are um, tips and tricks that, and just basics that a lot of people will avoid or omit from their daily schedule that um, aid in or contribute to the fact that they don't make it or don't make it as quick. And we're going to try to cover some of those. I also have some emails I have to read. And feel free to call in as well during the show. We'll be happy to take your calls. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to the all-new HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio Show with Ben. Call in at 424-258-9364. Press 1 to go live and ask Ben a question. You wanted the best? You got it. You're listening to HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio. I hold on so nervously. We here at Hot Dog Vendor Radio would like to welcome all street food vendors. We promise we won't point fingers and make fun of you if you don't sling a weenie or two. And we won't make fun of you if you don't have your hands on an ample supply of hot steamy buns. We love all street food vendors, and that's why we're here. So come one, come all. Join us live every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. for HTVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. You'll be glad you did. We promise. You show up to our show, and we'll make you happier than a woodpecker in a lumberyard. Well, a woodpecker in a lumberyard is a happy woodpecker, and and so we're going to try to make everybody that happy. This year is exciting to me because we, there are so many vendors that have shared their stories and stuff. I do first want to tell you that we had a vendor give us um, some awesome forms, and let me pull that up real quick and share that with you. Then I'm going to read you some emails and stuff, and then we'll get going here as quick as possible. The, the Tom Griffin is a vendor, and he said, listen, I wanted to share some um, forms I made, so you would have to have Excel to be able to, to open these, I believe. You may be able to open them if you use Google Chrome. They have an app called Google Drive where you don't have to download it to your computer. They'll store it for you, and you can leave it there. You can even share it with employees, friends, family, whatever, like if you... If you run a cart and you have a wife or um, a significant other that may enter the data for you, you could give them access to that through the web, and it can be changed live. That is Excel um, spreadsheets, but he already set them up to do everything for you. The If you would like those, they're free, and they're on the website um, at learnhotdogs.com. Check them out. You'll see them. There, there's like five new articles there that I've posted up, so you may, um, you'll find it in those first four or five. And you may want to check out those other articles. There's some um, great stuff, valuable information covered. I only usually put out about one a week, so not to deluge people, and because I'm half lazy. And so you, uh, you won't get deluged with it there. Now, also, if I, I got a couple complaints this week because I didn't respond in a timely manner and they had heard that I responded fast. Well, I've been getting a gob of emails, and, and it's taking me longer. 
And I even set up this filter system so that my server is filtering the emails based on certain keywords so that I can get to the ones that may need faster. You know, if they got the word help in there, need, or something, it, it pulls it up first at the top of my list. And I'm trying, but I apologize. Um, I still answer these all by myself. Now, I do have help on Facebook, um, actually two helps, and that help me run that page um, just because I, I don't see them all. And I don't keep um, my like my app updated on my phone, and I've turned off the notifications just because it got annoying. And so I apologize, but um, just know that email is the best way, and I will get to you even if it's a little longer than you wished. Um, but I want to thank Tom Griffin because a lot of work and effort went into that. They're free. There's some also free ones at our website at store where you can go to benscarts.com and click on Accessory Store, click on Forms. There are forms there that are free to use. And you can um, use those and download them and, and not have to worry about um, buying any software or anything. So thanks to those folks that have provided those. And these are all provided by vendors, so they know what we're needing, which makes it kind of nice. Um, remember, we are on streetfoodvendor.tv. I do not have that pulled up right now. I will pull it up here shortly. I will um, try to check in the chat room as often as I can. We are short one Jason Brown tonight, if you noticed. He is very sick um, with the flu, sounds like. And so if you all want to send him, you know, um, cookies, cigars, um, I think he likes donuts, pretty much anything starchy and sweet. Um, we both have that in common, so you can send those to him, make him feel better. He is, um, you can find him on um, Facebook and Twitter and, and his website, Love Hot Dog Company. Let's see. I think I'll do this email here in just a second, but I wanted to tell you tonight, there are there are things that we all do in our daily routine. Well, there are differences between the the successful vendors. Like if you put all the successful vendors over here, and then over here you put the ones that are really trying hard, but not making it. It's not always, it's not always location. It's not always your prices. It's not always you're there at the wrong day or the wrong hours. Sometimes it has to do with how you're set up. We've talked about this before in the past about cleaning and making your site look good. I had somebody recently, I say recently, about a month and a half ago, ask me to do a cart critique on their cart. I still haven't done it, and I apologize, but the um, you can see cart critiques on our channel and at learnhotdogs.com. The, they're nice. I mean, you know, I point out the good things and I point out the bad things. But a lot of vendors will miss some things. Pricing is a big one. A lot of people see you in front of a store. They don't want to walk over and go, how much is it? Because they're, it's like they're not nervous, but they're um, shy in a way. Like they don't want to get over there and you tell them nine bucks and they don't want to feel bad and feel obligated to buy it. But if you had a big thing that said, um, the best hot dogs in the world, $2.00. $3 or whatever your price is, now they know what you're serving and what you're claiming they are and how much they are. That is a big one. 
that isn't the point of this show, but that is one of the things that that vendors need to do. But the second is keeping a cart clean. It is imperative that you keep the cart and the surroundings clean. Since we talked about a vendor recently that was, well, it's been months ago, but we did a cart critique on his cart, and he had, he's in the dirt, basically. And I said, you know, getting some fake carpet, you know, fake outdoor grass, and just a small piece of it, you can go to a carpet remnant store and buy that stuff dirt cheap. Sometimes Lowe's has remnants that they sell cheap. You know, 15, 20 bucks, and you get this big 10 by 20 foot piece of carpet that you can roll up. It's real light. And it doesn't have padding or anything. It's made for outdoor. You can, if you get grease on it, which you will, you can spray it off with some degreaser or purple, that purple power, or, um, simple green, or any of that stuff, and, and spray it off with a water hose. Now, what it does, though, is it, it, does, it serves two purposes. One, it looks better. It says, I'm a professional. I took the extra effort to cover this gravel and stuff. I took the extra effort to make it look nice here. You don't really need to do that on pavement, but if I was going to be right off the edge of a sidewalk or something, that is a, a, a smart idea to do. It's not a have to. These are all little things that you can do to make your business better, things that separate success from slow success to no success. Um, another one would be with the signs to have them big enough that they don't feel discouraged they don't want to have to go over and ask you the prices. They don't want to have to get up there and, and have a conversation or get close enough that you could have a conversation. So it's good if you can make your prices big. Now, some of that information I've gotten from actually talking to real customers that are near carts, and and you ask them um, what would stop you from going up there. Now, so nine times out of ten, they'll tell me, well, I just don't want a hot dog or um, – you know, but if you if you have the ability to talk to them for a little length of time, some of them will tell you, yeah, I just I felt weird about going up to his cart and asking or even, you know, reading a sign because I don't want to be pressured. Not that a hot dog salesman is a car salesman, but it's that whole feeling obligated. You've made that effort. Now you'd have to kind of go, well, thank you. Uh, I'm going to leave. Awkward moment for a lot of people and they don't put themselves in those situations they avoid them and one way is I just want him check so if you can make it easy on them do it um, if you see the difference between somebody selling peanuts or watermelons on the side of the road or produce they put the prices up and down the road there is no warrant wondering oh, I hate to pull over get out of traffic and then find out the watermelons are eleventeen dollars it's just you know it doesn't work as good Another thing that these are the things that, that I meant this show for, the stuff I already told you we've talked about before, and we may have touched on some of these, but there are some, some basic steps that you can do, and one is, is, is keeping good records, but two, making a record of your day, a daily plan, a checkoff list. If you know each day you're going to go out and you take these things, oftentimes we forget them. Or we come up with a great idea, and we go, I'm going to remember that later, and we don't remember it. But if you will take that information and write it down, you can take a yellow pad, my favorite thing in the world, 
Japan besides Jim Beam. But you can write on the side of the yellow pad, here's the things that I need to to do to leave. I need to check my cart. I need to check the chains, make sure everything's attached. I need And step-by-step step it, kind of like a safety checkoff list for a pilot or a, a on the over-the-road truck driver. They have checkoff lists just to make sure they don't miss anything because we're all susceptible to getting distracted and we miss something. Now, does that really mean anything? No, but it's teaching you a pattern. It's a pattern that you will um, – it will become its habit if you start good patterns and good healthy patterns, um, healthy business-wise, not the kind of donuts you eat, Dunkin' Donuts or Krispy Kreme, not that kind, um, because I'm with you. I say we go to both of them, and, and we try them for years until we determine which one's the best. But if – if you will write those things down that you need to do, you'll probably never, ever again forget something if you're checking that list each day. Another thing is to write. Um, successful vendors continually educate themselves, and they they have ideas. Things spark. Like there will be people, and and I've done this too. I've been listening to someone tell me something, even a vendor with far less experience than me, Tell me something, and it sparks an idea. And I go, oh, I need to do that. That would be a good idea. Well, those things happen to each of us. Well, um, you don't want to forget them. So if you've got a yellow pad or a little spiral notebook or anything or a smartphone, make yourself a voice me- a recorder message, you know, or make a note in your phone. Put it down and then make a plan. Successful vendors have a plan. They're not willy-nilly in this. You may find one in a hundred vendors that willy-nilly his way to success, but I'm telling you, if you want success quickly and you want it the most accurate way with no side trips, do these little things and they add up to great success. I'm going to come back to that in just a second, but I'm going to um, take a short break and then then we'll be back to that, and I'll check the phone lines. I don't know. I haven't been over there to check that yet. And we'll we'll take any calls, any questions. If you have any comments that you would like to add tonight, I would welcome you to come on and and share something. Tell us, hey, I I do this, and it's been successful for me. Even if it's a small something that seems um, insignificant, oftentimes a pile of insignificant things turn out to be a great accomplishment, and that's what you want. Hot Dog Saved My Life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending and probably some things you don't, available at benscarts.com forward slash book. Why spend 100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than 30 bucks? Less than 30 bucks. forward slash book. Get it? Read it and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. Benscarts.com forward slash book. Now, we have a lot of people on the line tonight, um, probably the busiest night we've had in two months. And I want to tell you, if you want to talk to us live, press option one. Otherwise, feel free to stay there and just listen. If you have a question, join us on the chat room at streetfoodvendor.tv. And at the bottom, under the video, the live feed, you should be seeing a a chat room. It should be there. I hope it's there. 
Um, I'll check it in a minute, maybe the next commercial break. Um, I want to take a short break and read this email. Um, this comes from um, Mr. Charlie Smith, and he's got Gunny Smitty's Hot Dogs and C&L's Cakes, and he's kind of got a dual business running, and I think it's smart. It's probably his wife and he that are doing the cakes. Okay, it says, how's it going, Ben? I enjoyed the show this past Sunday night. As always, there's always good info sharing in the chat room as well. I have done my due diligence and have ready to purchase a cart for like a couple of months now. My dilemma is funding. I have taken the advice from you um, and other vendors to just get started with something. We have a concession trailer that we sell cupcakes, cake slices, and drinks out of to help generate business for our home-based cake business. Last week, I added funnel cake fingers, deep-fried Oreos, and dropped donuts to the menu to help us out. You said in your training videos, if you can't purchase a cart, just do something to get started until you can. That is what I'm doing. I'll be speaking with Stuart Ford of Wild Willie's Wiener Wagon out of North Carolina to see how we can help each other out since we are both in Winston-Salem area. Anyway, I just wanted to give you an update and let the listeners know that the information is correct. Just start where you are and go from there. Hopefully, in the near future, we can either convert our trailer or purchase a cart. Thanks for the information, the education, the book, and all you do to help us, all of us, trying to take charge of our futures. And then he says, please share this tonight on, um, or Sunday night on the show. And I want to thank Charlie Smith for writing that and allowing me to share it. I get um, some lovely emails. And I appreciate the, that, that you would take the time, one, to write me such a kind email and be willing to share with others. And so we made this point a while back that it doesn't matter. You know, this week I've, I've been asked, uh, I promise you, this is no exaggeration, at least 50 times I've been asked this week, how do I get started without money? I have, a, I have several and y'all who've been here a long time know I've done shows on this and everything. I even wrote a blog article, Nine Ways to Get Started Without Money. And we did a show on it this past year. And I've been linking that to people. And there are ways to get started. Um, in some states, you don't even have to have a license to do funnel cakes on the side of the road. You don't have to get a health department permit. You just have to have a business license and go or boiled peanuts. Some states are more restrictive and don't allow that, but we show ways to get started somehow without any money or little money, and it's doable, and it's all what you decide you want. You know, this may not be for you, and you may go, yeah, that's just too much damn trouble. I can't, I'm not doing that, and I've been there. Um, you know, there's things in life that I've run across that I just, it, it isn't for me, and I don't want to do it, so... Um, nobody's going to fault you, but I do want to tell those that are struggling financially and and things are tough, and you go, I don't have extra money. I'm paying my bills barely. There's ways for you to get started and start making an extra income. So check those out. Um, I think if you just search broke or no money on the blog, it's going to pull it up. It's called Nine Ways to Get Started with Little to No Money. 
So once again, thanks, Charlie Smith, for that. Um, let's see. I want to tell you that I, I do believe in this. This you may think I'm just nuts. I do not watch sports. Okay, I could give two rats' asses less about sports. I don't care about them. But somebody emailed me today and said, do you know your show next Sunday's on Super Bowl? And I said, uh, no, I didn't know that. And they said, well, it is, and I'm not going to be able to come. We've got a party. And I said, I understand. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. Um, you can always watch the show later. It's not like this is an emergency. We don't run a hospital here. This is just a, um, a classes. I mean, this is educational and helpful. But it's not, you don't need it this second. So um, enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Go watch the game. Um, it isn't going to offend me a bit. I do want you to know that next week, if you, and you can catch it later, but if you'd like to or you have questions, we have a special guest coming in who is going to talk about um, financial planning on no matter what budget and help you answer some questions that you may have because he's um, he's licensed with the Securities and Exchange Commission, so he can he can liberally tell you about anything that I could get in trouble for for telling you. It's like every time I talk about taxes or setting up you know ink or corporation, I have to be very careful. And and warn you, hey, I'm not an accountant. I'm not licensed to give advice, but I can share my opinion, which is what I do. But I always preempt it with, hey, I'm not an accountant. So I just wanted you to know he will be on next Sunday, and I'm excited to bring him on. He is super smart, and he helped someone close to me, and and so. I reached out and said, hey, I know you're probably too busy, but would you consider doing this? We've been talking about money. We did last week and how to manage money, and I kind of went on a rant towards the end of the show last week about it, and we're going to go a little deeper into that because I don't care if you make two grand a month or five grand a month. No matter what you make, you will spend if you don't have a plan, and it may sound easy, but um, and, and it is, really, but most of us don't do it. Most of us can't do it. We don't have it in us. And so he's going to give some friendly advice. There's nothing to buy or purchase. You don't have to do crap. Just listen, and if you have any questions for, from a guru, um, he'll be live. If you have any questions and can't make it, post up the questions now, and we'll ask him. Now, let's see what else we have. I am getting um, messages um, and I'm not sure that I'll be able to open all these. Um, it doesn't surprise me that there's not any... Okay, Corey just told me there's not any video at Street Food Vendor um, TV. If y'all will bear with me a second... That was kind of unfair. Let me put on a song, and then... Um, I'll get my stuff done. Question about hot steamy buns. Call Ben at 424-258-9364 for the latest tips and tricks in the world of oiners. That's 424-258-9364. Press 1 to talk live 
one-on-one to Ben. Sunday night, 8.30, Eastern Standard Time. HDVR, hot, steamy bun. If somebody would let me know, I'd appreciate it a bunch if we are up and live over on um, streetfoodvendor.tv. The feed should be on now. I had two problems getting this started tonight, and I was telling Corey earlier tonight that I I didn't know if it was going to work. So hopefully it's working now, um, and you're able to see it. If not, um, we just won't have the live video feed. I see the chat room's on. I can't see the chats yet. Um, Video is on. Oh, excellent. Um, Well, I want to continue with with what we were talking about, um, changing things that you can do. Um, One is making yourself a plan. It's like when we set goals. If we if we often we set goals, we are more likely to to do them. If we set goals and write them down, we're even more likely to achieve them. And if you set goals and tell someone, you're almost always likely to achieve them. And I don't mean like a goal like I'm going to be an astronaut and I'm going to fly to the moon by next Tuesday. Um, it's got to be reasonable. But if you go, you know what, every day I, I, I end up you know, putting off doing this or doing that. If you will decide now, you know what, when I get done with my card on the days I operate, I'm going to go home. I'm going to give myself 30 minutes. That's it. To relax just a second. Then I'm going to clean the card. I'm going to wipe it down. I'm going to do these things and make it right. Then you will have, um, if you start doing these little things, if you will go ahead, like I used to put off separating the hot dogs. You know, I, I get my Sam's Clubs all beef hot dogs from Bakers and Chefs. And they come in a block of 80, in a box. Well, they're frozen. Well, sometimes I would get lazy and carry the whole stinking box to the job with me. And then I'm out there trying to pry these dogs apart or putting them, you know, all inside the steamer so I can steam steam it enough so I can separate them. There's stupid little things like that that I've done that where it was pure out of pure laziness. It was just pure, hey, I'll do it later. Like, you know, the procrastination. I've got a son that his motto, his shirts, his I need a tattoo for him that says, Why do today what I can put off till tomorrow? Because he is a procrastinator. I've never seen anybody as who functions as a procrastinator, but he's got it down. It may be genetic, he may have got part of that for me. But I now have a wife and so I'm limited on how much procrastination I can get done without getting hit in the head with a broom. So I'm more careful um, what I choose to do. But it's it's like hot dogs. If you get your hot dogs in and you have to separate them or you're going to do individual bags and, and freeze them or refrigerate, well, not freeze them, but refrigerate your bacon jam or your onions that are pre-cooked, you know, that you've cooked down for your Coca-Cola onions – if you start putting those in Ziploc bags and dating them, putting them in the freezer, well, now you've got an idea. You know that I'm going to take six bags of this, I'm going to take four of these, and I've already got my hot dogs in, in, 20, in bags of 20 or bags of 15. 
And now when you get to a job, you pull out this great big freezer bag with 15 hot dogs in it. When you start getting low, you dump it in. You move the other three that are already cooked and, and you had gotten down on. You put them over in another pan, and you start boiling or whatever you're do, using. And now you start your others. There is no going over to the cooler going, where's the hot dogs, and, and taking an ice pick trying to chip out what you need. It There's little things, and I know I kind of went off on a tangent there, but all of these things make life easier. And it's why successful vendors walk around with a smile on their face. And it's because they've done all this little stuff and made their days smoother. Corey, you have anything um, there to add? You know, whenever I started out, uh, it was you'll find out there's things that you're going to forget all the time. And, and uh, even for closing up at the evening, I still i have made myself a list that, uh, you know, that I go through because there's been times that, that uh, you know, where we're at now, I, I can, we have our trailer and we're actually allowed to leave our trailer set up there. And right. so there's been times I've come back the next day and, crap, I forgot to take down the flag. You know, luckily enough, no one took it. <laughs> I, I made myself a list of just, you know, shutting down procedures and opening up procedures uh, for myself. But even in the event someday down the road, I start training someone else to take it over. I have that list there that uh, they can do it exactly like I did it. So, yeah, definitely having having stuff like that because my brain doesn't function uh, all that well sometimes. So. Well, when you're tired, too. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I... I recently took the card out and did a little fundraiser thing for a little group, a school group. And I um, was, this was stupid of me. I knew it was going to get cold, okay, because we've had these ridiculous cold nights. And I knew it was going to be cold. And instead of putting my card up, I took it on home with me because that was easier. I left it hooked to my truck. And I didn't do anything with the water system. And I blew, it, it exploded, not exploded like a bomb, but it cracked the lines inside my hot water heater. I called Keith and said, what do I do? It's leaking water. And he goes, did you let it freeze? And I said, yep. And he goes, you're a moron. And, <laughs> and he was joking. I mean, we have that kind of relationship. But the point is, I could have avoided that. I could have avoided the hour it took me to take it off, get another one. You know, I had to drive to the shop. I had to put it put it on all because I didn't take the time and effort to do it the right way. And had I had a little checklist, or I, I, I didn't even need a checklist there, but I should have done it. I was just being lazy. I could have made a 15-minute a out-of-my-way little trip and put it in the shop and never had to worry about it. But um, go figure. I, I I blew you know eighty bucks or whatever um, for no reason. So that you're exactly right. These little checkoff lists. I like what you mentioned a minute ago that when someone else is going to work for you and right. and maybe even help you out, you have a checkoff list. Here's your checkoff list. Like going to work at Wendy's or McDonald's, they they have a little list it tells you how to shut down the salad bar. Exactly. Yeah. If, if that ever comes a point when when, uh, you know, we, I've had a nephew come and work with me, and, and uh, or even my son, when he's there, I can say, hey, cover the things on the list while I'm doing this over here. And it just ensures that uh, everything's covered, and I don't have to go around and redo everything all over again. It just saves time. Well, I, I'm that is one of the, um, the better ones. There's some other things, though. Do you have anything that you would add as far as 
the way you operate that you know, Corey, that um, many people would be less apt to do. They would be either not lazy, maybe just didn't know, or didn't think. You know, like I, I have a schedule. I have it written down on a yellow pad that I'm, I'm going to check on this date my um, bearings, and I'm going right. to check my battery, and I'm going to do these things. Like, I I know what I'm going to do. It's kind of like your list to close up, but this is a longer-term list. Sure. You know, whenever, uh, before before I start getting into the hot dog business, I worked in a, in a aerospace uh, facility, and, and so we had preventative maintenance and, and different schedules. We had to keep like that all the time, and, and that's what a lot of things were. You know, every week these are the things we did or, or – Every day, or maybe once a month, these are the things we did, and uh, we just had those those same checklists hanging up on machines or whatever it was. And so we knew once a week, you know, we were going to change out the coolant, or we were going whatever those things are, uh, you know, and applying that to, to our hot dog business. Yeah, you know, uh, every day we're cleaning inside uh, the trailer or your cart or whatever, and, and maybe once a week you're doing a a deep clean. You know, I mean, that's just a, a standard thing. I mean, we always, we clean every day, but, uh, you know, once a week or whatever, we'll do a serious overhaul inside just to cover every corner, you know. But, yeah, there's definitely checklists. And, you know, I've got my smartphone that I'll tell it to remind me to do stuff all the time. It's like your yellow pad, you know. If I don't have my phone there and I say, hey, remind me to do whatever, uh, I'm, 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 I'm not blonde, but, you know, I have those moments. So I need a I need a reminder, and those lists serve as that. So um, there's all different types of things, and each person operates a little bit differently. So I mean, you know right. the things you need to do, and, and not so customize it for yourself, and not for what Corey does and what Ben does. But you have your own routine, and so you try and do best for yourself too. I agree. Um, we have some callers, and so we're going to take some calls here in just a second. He's wound up tighter than the girdle of a Baptist minister's wife at an all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast. It's Ben on HDVR, Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Jason wrote in, um, texted me, and said, um, tell them the only difference between a, a one entrepreneur and an entrepreneur is the entrepreneur places I w- replaces I wish with I will in any statement. Um, and that's good advice. Um Jason, if you if you're new here, um, Jason usually joins us every week, and he is um, out sick tonight, and we wish him well. And I wanted to also let's see here. I'm going to take area code seven zero six. You are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. What's up, Ben? Hey, Michael. How are you? <laughs> Same old stuff. Tell Jason uh, he can keep all that snow back up there in Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> we're supposed to be getting snow this week, so our snow uh, melted just, today. Finally, yeah, I I hate snow. I hate cold. <laughs> and, I actually love the snow. I was kind of pissed today. Um, my wife and I went to a brunch thing, and we came back, and it was um, the snow was gone, and I was you, upset. You know, you were talking about. You were talking about all the forms that everybody's put on the uh, um, website, website stuff for free right. forms. Uh, I got a, I got one I'm going to email you, 
it, it's a real simple. It's in a Excel spreadsheet, but it's a invoice, and I'll send it to you, and, and you can put it on the website. Uh, some companies don't want to, you know, pay immediately. They want you, especially on a uh, corporate uh, level, they either want to do it by credit card or they want you to invoice you. And so that invoice, and even if you do a credit card, they're going to want to invoice anyway for their right. records. And that's just a, it's a very simple, this many meals, this amount of money, um, here's the tax, it'll do the math and everything for you. So oh, that's it's, You know, it, it's it's a pretty simple form. But I'll put that on, I'll, I'll email it to you and then you can look at post it, it and see what you think. And, and yeah, I'll post it up on the blog this week, just whenever you send it. But i got to get back on the street because... I've got my phone is rang off. I got a an auction coming up one February, and um, um, then a corporation called me and they've already booked for April, and then they've got another location they want me to do, but they haven't given me that yet. And uh, but it just I just sit there going. My wife says I thought you were going to slow down this year, and I said I am. <laughs> And uh, but it's it's been busy, uh, and I haven't really even started my year. But I mean, I'm doing bookings now, and, and I, I like that a lot better to pre-plan what you're going to do for the whole year. And I guess that's one of those things that everybody needs to, you know, go ahead and know where you're going to make your money or what month you're going to make your money for the whole year. And, uh, but other than that, we're doing good down here and trying to stay warm. You still there? Hello. Hello, folks. Um, hopefully you can hear me. Um, I apparently we lost connection somehow, and um, a bunch of people have dropped off that were waiting on hold, and I apologize, but we lost all connection. I lost everything. I'm dialing in now. If I sound funny on my cell phone to the host center so that I could pick this back up. So I apologize, and hopefully we'll get this um, back going. I definitely want to get to the call, so we'll try to do that. Um, I don't know if it'll work. Um, caller, area code 401, can you hear me? Yeah, I could hear you, Ben. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, yeah, we're, yeah, I can hear you just fine. I'm, I'm doing this from the cell phone, so... We will try to continue um, this way and see if it works. Okay. All right. Um, so um, I'm not started yet, obviously. You know, I've talked to you a bunch of times. I've talked to Jason. I've talked to everybody on the show a couple times. And um, you guys, you and Corey were kind of talking about it, about how you uh, how you got to do, like, special maintenance on, on your on a specific time or whatever. And uh, right. last, a couple of weeks ago, I went down to Virginia because I'm scoping, I'm thinking about moving down there. And on my way back, I, I met up with James in Maryland and uh, I checked out his rig and stuff like that. And he mentioned something that I didn't even think about. How often do you grease your tires on your cart? Um, or what would you recommend? 
it depends on how much you drive it, um, but I would at least check them every six months. Okay. Because he said he do he does it like every two weeks or so. Because I guess no, he drives a lot. No, it wouldn't even you wouldn't even need to do that unless you were driving you know hundreds and hundreds of miles a week, like okay. closer to a thousand fifteen hundred. Um, I mean, too much maintenance isn't going to hurt. It's smart to be – I've got a cousin that overchecks his. He has a concession cart, um, an enclosed cart, and just a one-person stand-in, and he is anal, retentive about it. He's anal about everything he does, but he checks it all the time. Um, so it's not going to hurt anything. I, I just – I know that every six months I'm going to check mine, twice a year. Mm-hmm. All right, and I have a couple other questions. When it comes to uh, your bread, um, since you don't vend every day like you used to, right? Because your main no, not at all. No. On, okay, but when you used to do your daily um, carts, how, how did you handle the bread? Did you just buy it the uh, day of? Did you have a connection with a bread distributor or? How did you go about that? Because bread is a lot different than all the other components of the hot dog. Well, I would go to Sam's Club, and it's about an hour away, and I'd buy more than enough bread, and I would put it in a deep freezer. And some people don't like that idea. Um, I've had no problems with it as long as the bags are sealed, you know, factory sealed. It's not like I've ever opened them. And I stack my bread in there and I freeze it, and then when I take it out that day, it's thawed um, by the time I get set up. If it's going to be a cold day, I may take it out the night before. Um, I won't ever refreeze it because um, then it can get chewy, but I yeah. would definitely um, say, yeah, freeze it. Now, there's been a few times where I didn't plan well or sold more than I thought I'd sell and had to run to a grocery store and just buy a bunch, but... I have always gotten these Sara Lee buns from Sam's Club, and I love them. They hold up good in the steam. There's another bun that we use around here called Flowers. If their bread truck delivered to me, you know, regularly enough, I wouldn't have to do that. Like Jason, he goes and picks his up at a bakery. So Yeah, I know, I know he has a bread distributor. Right. So it's it's not as hard. Um, if you have access to that, I just had limited access. Even my Sam's Club was an hour away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just, you know, that's, these are the things that I'm always thinking about, you know, because I want to be able to, like, make it run smooth. And uh, I just want to get this going. Um, well, I don't blame you. Did you have any other questions for me? No, that was, those were the only two. I'm, I'm sure next week I'll definitely have some questions as far as the financial advisor goes and stuff like that. But every I'm always constantly reading and I'm always constantly coming up with questions. So I'm trying to uh, you know try to get them answered slowly but surely. Well, feel free to call back in, um, and I'll be yep. happy to take your call. Um, so I what should I calls. say to everybody? What should hey, what? I tell them? Just to just to uh, call just to listen on the phone. Um, well, yeah, right now, and I think it's it's still broadcasting over on the website. It should be um, with sound. Um, 
Okay. But we still have a bunch of callers on the line, so I know it's working. I am going to tell everybody, if you all give me a minute, I'm going to hang up and try to reconnect through the computer. If it doesn't work immediately, I will call back in with my phone. Okay. I hope everybody can hear me. Um, the um, I'm going to go ahead and try to take another call here, and we'll see if all, all is working again. Area code 301, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Hey, Ben, it's Jimmy's Hot Dog Man in Maryland. Hey, Jimmy, I bet you are colder than you know what in Maryland. Oh, man, I tell you, I'm selling Jim, Jimmy's Frozen Hot Dogs right now. <laughs> Jimmy's Frozen Hot Dogs? <laughs> it was minus two the other morning, and I didn't go out because it was ice. I don't do ice and heavy wind. Because wind will eat your tent up, and health department always requires some kind of cover. And I had about three customers call me saying, are you out there? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm out here selling popsicles. You want some? <laughs> Shout out to Rob from driving all the way down to Rhode Island to Virginia to check out a new spot and location. I know he just called in, and we chatted for about an hour about, Things and I don't grease them every two weeks, but I check them because I had an experience going down to Daytona Beach for Bike Week. Right. <laughs> and the speed, those little wheels just don't handle all that. Anyway, the axle locked up on me and froze. I had to replace it, everything. So that was a wow. experience, learning curve. But as I told Rob, I checked, you know, the fitting, the nipples on the inside of the wheel, and just get up there. Walmart's got a grease gun for 11 bucks. It's really uh, not an expensive thing to do. But maintenance is very important on your equipment because the equipment on a daily use will break down over time. And if you stay on top of it, that's one of the things. Because one thing, like you pointed out earlier in my training, I want to encourage Rob, you know, um, you got the training, get out there, just get started. You know, you might start out with 60 bucks a day or 100 bucks a day, but don't get discouraged. You know, go out there, just get started, get doing it, take your checklist that's in the book with all the items you need to start with for the first day. And just get out there and do it and be encouraged because you got help out here. And, you know, I gave my number and be glad to talk to him any time, but you just got to get out there and do it. And, yeah, it's like um, that that called in a while back, a few months ago. She said, I only, only am doing like $90 a day. And, and, and so I think it was Jason asked her how many hours she was working, and she said four total set up, tear down everything. And he goes, um, that sounds like, you know, twenty five dollars or twenty two fifty or something to me an hour. I mean, that's that's more than like seventy percent of the nation in pay. Of course, you need more hours than that, but it's easy to get discouraged if you you go out there and you work a two hour lunch and it may take you three hours or four hours with tear down and set up and and all your prep. But heck, it's good money. Just work longer, pick up Absolutely. more shit. Yeah, absolutely. The other key, other key point too that you pointed out, of course, in the training is uh, try various spots. One day here, right. two days there, and you know, see which ones ones work the best, or find out which day is their busiest day, or you know, where you're going to have right. most people, and, and do that. That's worked great for me. You know, part of my preparation, you know, just buying the bread and stuff depends on where I'm vending at. You know, some places I I have to change my signs because the prices are a little cheaper because of the, the clientele. But right. the volume is higher. So, you know, I do just as well. You know, uh, sometimes uh, quantity is better than just, you know, quantity. And, right. uh, you know,
No, but Rob, be encouraged. Get out there and do it, man. You know, you'll be successful <laughs> if you do your due diligence and, uh, you know, follow uh, your training. And sooner or later, before you know it, you know, you'll be branded. I'm so branded now that I got uh, event organizers calling me already for September and August to make sure that I'm going to be there. That's what Mike Wood was saying. He's blowing up lately because of people calling him wanting to know when he's coming back and where he's going to be. <laughs> he's picked up yeah, two had... gigs in the last week. One was 350 lunch bags, brown paper sacks with his meal deal in it. Two uh, two uh, coordinators fighting over me because they one knew I turned him down last year because I was doing an event, it was a biker event, car show same day as his, he offered to waive the fee just so I would be there, and uh, I went to his event this year in July, and it was almost $1,400 in like Wow, wow. So, I mean, you know. That's fantastic. You know, once you get branded out there, and you know, there's things you can do. Quality, you know, like you said, Ben, most customers shop with their eyes first. Oh, yeah. They'll see what you're presenting way before they come up and buy or ask questions. So that's an important key. If you've got a well-represented cart, people know what they're buying from across the street. Okay, this is a hot dog vendor. I'm getting hot dogs. You know, they don't have to guess, what is this, popcorn? Well, I don't know what this is. Right. So, and then also when the first thing they walk up, they've never, never may say anything to you. But if they notice the condition of your cart and how you handle your food, always using gloves, you know, clean equipment, you know, using the dog sled to prep your dogs and all that, that sticks in their mind more than anything. Absolutely. Of course, the quality of the food is going to, going to seal the deal, you know. And then don't, you know, be cordial, be be uh, engaging, you know. You know, make sure you care about your customers first. I mean, I've given away free dogs. Some people are just down on their luck, you know, and and, and they'll come back and buy, you know, more than what they should. Because <laughs> of that one gesture. I mean, you know, I've had that. So many times. I had one guy come up and lift my pants and look at and say, what's that? And I said, sir, please don't touch it equipment. You know, <laughs> in my mind, it's not yours anyway. And, you know, but anyway, we made up, and I, I can't keep him away from the car, you know. So, you know, how you present yourself and your equipment and your, your product is key. You make a, uh, you make a real good point um, that, that I was going to cover tonight. The, the This is one of the success tips was – that if you go out and you treat every single customer, no matter what happened, your wife and you got in an argument or your husband and you got in an argument before you left or the kids, neighbors, puppies having chickens and you had to deliver three the morning before and didn't get much sleep, whatever the thing, if you go out there with a positive attitude, it'll show. If you go out there dreading to be there, I wouldn't go because you will – you will end up not performing at your best. You will probably make more mistakes, and you'll not treat people the way they want to be treated from a successful vendor. And so you're better off staying home. But if you can Absolutely. overcome that, yeah, if you can overcome that and go out there with a positive attitude and and put everything that's going on in life, the bad transmission on your daughter's car, the fact that you're daughter is um, dating a scum bucket, which is a common occurrence in, in my life. Um, those things, if you can put those out and put them behind you and go do your job, you can, you can come it – it, it exudes success. People will go, man, this guy's always in a good mood. 
I wrote an article about smiling and, and how my wife's ex-stepdad, um, I love to be around him because he makes me feel good. Well, vendors can do the same. Oh, you absolutely. Can, I mean, one of the things, too, along those lines is, you know, 10% of my customers come up and talk to you. You know you're successful when they just come and talk and don't buy. They just wanted to stop by and say hi, chat, you know, and uh, you know you're doing the right thing when they just want to hold a conversation. If they're just running up there buying a dog and, you know, just going on about their business and all that. Right. You like you're going in and out real bad, Jimmy. Pardon? Your line is going in and out really bad. It's like we can hear you real good, and then we cannot hear you. Yeah, I'm, I must be in. This must be this cold weather in Maryland. It's uh, like eight degrees right now. Yeah. Let me well, uh, let me try something different. Hey. Well, now you're sounding good. I don't know if how about I don't, how about now? You sound good. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's really key. I mean, it's almost being like a bartender. You know, everybody's going to tell you their woes. And if you stand there and listen with a sincere heart, you know, and engage them in that, you'll have a customer for life. Right. I mean, it's it, it's it just blows me away how many people just come by and say, hi, how you doing? How was your weekend? You know, sorry you're out here in this weather because, you know, I'm a, a year-round vendor. And I'm at the car dealership three days a week. And, uh you know, I got my faithful base that comes out regardless of what, you know, they know I'm out there, you know. Um, That's something else I wanted to point out. I get calls, Jimmy, from people that go, um, what do vendors do in the wintertime? Well, vendors like you still work. Vendors like Corey still work. Jason still work. I mean, negative temperatures, they're working, as long as it's not blowing sideways. Exactly. I mean, weather conditions can be adverse sometimes, and, you, you know, you let them know. I, you know. I tell them, I'm not coming out in heavy wind or ice. But snow, right. rain, I can do that. I put up a tent, you know, and, uh, you know, the things, the variables that you need to be successful, people remember that. And right. they remember this dude was out here feeding me when it was raining, you know, when it's cold. Unfortunately, I can park my van, you know, right beside my cart. You know, keep in mind, we're we're push cart vendors. I mean, we're out in the elements. We don't stay inside a heated cart and all that. And people really appreciate that because they got to eat, regardless of the conditions. You know, they're going to eat. And if they know you're out there, they're going to be loyal to you. Because, I mean, McDonald's is right around the corner. 7-Eleven sells those sorry roller dogs, you know, <laughs> that my customers do. I mean, tell you, they never get hot in the middle. you got to put them in the microwave for about a minute. But they do remember the fact that you're faithful and loyal, you know. Another tip that I want to throw out there, I think that we discussed this last year, was to use a backdrop at home and take a picture of a meal deal and two hot dogs, Cokes, and chips, and go ahead and take it to Staples or someplace and laminate it and put number one on there, number two for whatever and all that. And people just walk up to you and say, give me a number one. And, you know, it just makes it so much easier and convenient for them because I hate to say that they're idiots, but they just shop with their eyes and convenience and uh, quickness is, is a key to this business. Right. You know, so that's, and being that's friendly, one of the things that helps. Friendly, friendly and a good attitude goes a long ways. Corey does some things like you where he, he does a pay it forward meal deal and those, those types of things work in life. And so, I would um, I I would encourage everybody to do those things. That, that's what successful vendors are doing. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, there's things you can do. Jimmy, whenever you talk about uh, being loyal out there, and when we were out there with just uh, our old card out there, you're right. People people see that you're out there in the elements and you're freezing for them, you know, and that's the way they look at it, too. This guy, Jimmy's out there selling hot dogs right. in the cold and in the rain, so I can go get a hot dog, you know, and I – and they almost feel like they owe it to you to, to come by and buy one because you were loyal to them, and so they're going to be loyal to you. And and, and even sometimes we get the sympathy spells. You know, people go by, man, I just felt so bad for you guys standing out there in the cold without me coming <laughs> by a hot dog from you. You know, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, most they definitely more friends than I do customers. You know, yeah, it goes a long way. They remember people are creatures of habit. They remember things. You know, uh, whether it's your onion sauce or your bacon jam or whatever it is, and then if it comes with the courtesy and the friendliness, they're going to go to you before they go anywhere else. I mean, they have tons of choices. And here's one thing I learned. If something's wrong with your card or your presentation or your attitude, you'll never hear from them. They just won't shop with you anymore. And you'll wonder, hey, what happened to this guy? He used to come every, you know, every day and buy the same thing for months, and all of a sudden I don't see him no more. Is that one little thing that customers can remember that will drive them away from your business? So these things we're talking about tonight are very key. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. These are things that you have to do. A lot of us, you know, there were, there's times in my life where I've not been in the mood, especially when you're down and out. You know, you feel like there everything's an uphill climb, and how am I ever? You don't see any light at the end of the damn tunnel. You don't even know if there is an end of the tunnel. And those times in life, it's hard to take this stuff in, you know, because you're, you're almost kind of guarded and negative about how life's been at this moment or has been in the past. And the difference is, though, the successful people, the people that go like Larry who went from nothing to almost homeless to a, a used piece of shit cart, literally. And he's making eight, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred every single morning. He tried hot dogs; it wasn't working. And as far as in the time of the day, he started slinging hot dogs and breakfast dogs in the morning to this group of people. He don't, he won't let me share where, but he's in Florida, and he's been on the radio show, and he's cried on the radio show. He's an older man that had almost lost his everything, and now he, I, he called me two weeks ago, um, the week before last. And he he cried again. He's, he 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 is so excited, so happy because his whole life changed. That is the difference. It's the ones that keep going. It's the ones that keep making changes. The ones that keep trying locations. I've never seen a vendor try as many locations as Larry did. I thought Larry was just. I don't. I would have given up long before Larry, and he kept going. And, yeah. And it, it's an inspiring deal. No, absolutely. You can't get discouraged. I mean, I was at the courthouse. I remember, I don't think you remember two years ago, and they got this pristine sidewalk, and uh, I was dripping grease down there. So I got out there with the grease and scrubbed it down, and I bought a mat to put down to catch my drippings. And, you know, they really appreciated that. And, you know, and I'm not there anymore because the competition was overwhelming there. You know, two dogs, two carts down the street and McDonald's and Chick-fil-A all around me. So they had uh, so many choices to the point where it wasn't, you know, lucrative. So I changed my spot. And, you know, I think I told you last year I did a thing that's really helped me. I got a little industrial that I'm going back to in March where my season kicks off to six days a week. Right. And, you know, a couple of weeks before that, I'll go out to each business with flyers, 
with my, you know, letterhead on there and a printed menu, just a, a preview menu, and hand them out to the businesses so they know I'm there. Because, you know, um, if they don't know you're there, they don't, you know, if you don't have any awareness, how do you draw customers? And another tip I told you about last year that's working pretty good, you can take those little 50-50 tickets you get from Dollar Store or whatever, Walmart, and put a little stamp or just sign your name and tear them off and sell them in lots of 10 for 30 bucks and to uh, employers and have their, their employees come out. You know, if they want to give them away, treat them to lunches and just give them a ticket and bring it to the cart, and, you know, you got a prepaid meal already. You know, that's, that's working hard, pretty good. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah, I mean, that's that, like that's, a gift I mean, card. You, yeah, it's like a gift card, and uh, you know, and they uh, come out and say, "Give me a lot of thirty, you know, ten more, twenty more," and you know, employees like it. It's a little incentive that they can reward them to, and also do the punch card thing. They buy ten dollars, give me eleven one free. Or yeah. if you got a slow day, I tried this on Tuesdays. It's a slow day, two for one dogs. I mean, you know, was, what is a uh, baker's chef dog like thirty cents? So you you still on a two dollar uh, right. dog you're still making you know a dollar profit but those kind of incentives people remember that you know I I still have my um, I don't know if you can see this but hillbilly hot dogs this is my cart and that was the punch off um, eat ten get one free it um I I keep this I probably should frame it and and I was so corny when I got started let me show you this. I use the picture that everybody has seen a blue million times as my logo, <laughs> the picture of the dog in the bun. Um, so yeah. I, um, you're, you're right. All of these things help. The vendor who just gets a cart, sets it out there, he can, he can still succeed. It, it's going to be a tougher, longer road to hoe. Even though he may avoid some of the work now, he's going to get it later. And he's going to get it probably where it cost him more. It's like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure type deal. That's how success is. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, there's things you can tweak up and down. Uh, for instance, I'm doing a price increase, but, you know, I'm, I'm going up 50 cents on the idea that if I got a dog that's 250, I'll get the 50 cent tip, so it'll be three bucks anyway. You know, right. because right. Yeah, people like you, you know, you can try that, but I'm dropping the price of one of my big dogs. So it's a trade-off, and, you know, and I, my chili and cheese is going to be 50 cents now because, you know, people expect to pay extra for chili and cheese, I mean, in right. some spots. And you can do that where it works and where it doesn't work. You give it away for free. Right. You know? so and if somebody has trouble or box, you can go, you know what, it's on me today. And, and then you can feel, it gives them, they feel like they're even getting more value. I do want to say if you were on the line before, I think we had 11 people on hold to talk. And mm -hmm. I think um, Jimmy makes the fourth that we've talked to, and I have no more. There's a lot of people on the line just not um, click to talk. So if you if we lost you and you're still listening, um, please feel free to press your one button, and we'll take your call. I apologize for the the whatever the collapse of what happened. Yeah, there's one more thing I want to address and get out of here so people can get in and, you know, talk uh, uh credit um i use a square and it really works well for debit and credit cards but it, you've got people that are coming up to you and say can i get this and pay you on friday and at first i i did it because i was kind of naive you know but for some reason or another 
you know, out of human need, people just disappear on you. So what I do is I say, well, you know, I really can't do that here, but just take this one on me, okay? And, you know, that way you don't have to worry or remember who owed you what. You know, you don't want to get in a pattern you don't where leave you have. I'm sorry, babe. Go ahead. I, I was saying it doesn't leave a bad feeling. You know, if I know that my um, son-in-law is going to borrow money and he needs $250 and he tells me he's going to pay me back, um, I'm more than apt to go, here's $250. Don't worry about paying me back. One, he probably feels more obligated to pay me back. Number two, I don't have any bad feelings <clears throat> if he doesn't. Um, and so I think you're absolutely right by giving it to him when you can. You can't give away all your profits, and that is profit, 100% pure profit when you give away a hot dog. But I would suggest doing it. And I guarantee you, Corey does it, and I know Jason does it, and I know you do it, Jimmy. Um, and and it's wise to do. Um, anytime you can do something like that. Now, you put yourself in the situation of somebody who doesn't have the money for it right now, and you tell them, "Yeah, you can pay me Friday," and they either forget, then they're they're probably never going to come back. They're embarrassed. They know they owe you. But if you're like what Jimmy says, he gives it to them, what are the odds they're going to come back and go, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and um, get a dog, but I want to go ahead and pay for two because I got that one from you two weeks ago. And, man, you don't know how much I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the third point uh, I wanted to bring out of the two that you brought out is it also spoils the relationship. I mean, people feel like they got to duck you now. I can't go past Jimmy. So they'll walk all the way around the property just to get away from you because they know they owe you. <laughs> you know, so you, you don't want to spoil your relationships. I mean, but at the same time, you don't be afraid to say no. You know, you know, man, I really can't do it today. You know, if I could, I would, but I think it's better for both of us if I don't do that because people will forget, and then they'll remember, oh, I owe Jimmy. And they'll they'll duck me for two weeks because they might just not have the money at the time or or whatever or reason. So then you got a relationship that's sour. Yeah, or embarrassed, right? You know, yeah. same thing. You're exactly right, so, Jimmy. Yeah, so I try to avoid that. So that, that's something vendors can keep in mind when they're out there. You know, especially if you got a lot of traffic, a lot of customers, you're not going to remember everyone that owes you. You know, right. two bucks for a dog. There's no way you're going to remember that. I mean, you know, I use a counter. I bought. Go to went to Staples. I think we talked about this last season about using a counter just to get an idea of how many. So every time I sell a dog, anything over two bucks, I click it as one customer, and that gives me a kind of idea of the customers uh, flow that I have. Right now, I'm averaging thirty to forty customers a day at the dealership. I, you know, to make the kind of uh, profit that I want to make, I want to be fifty and above. So that gives me a gauge of uh, where I'm really at. You know, right. uh, profit-wise and all that. So that's, that's just smart. one thing you can do, you know, just keep track and you can write it down and say, okay, today I had 44, yesterday I had 29, you know, and it can help you uh, understand if that's a good spot or not or you need to move on, you know. I mean, I've already told my customers at the dealership come March 1st, I'm cutting it down to maybe one day a week, you know, and they're, they're not happy about it, but, you know, the profits there could be more. Right. And uh, don't be afraid to change your spot, you know. No, and, and also, you're probably going to make them. It's like when I started that factory. And, and call her 828. I'll have you just here in just a minute. But when I started that factory, I was trying to do it multiple days a week. 
And what I found is, is if I came less, more people bought. And so I figured out if I went on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I made more money than I was when I worked five days a week there. Because, and I found this out quick because I kept records, and it was because everybody knew, hey, he's coming on Thursday, I'm definitely going to not bring in lunch. And so I got more customers. I think it's going to help you, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, I, I do, too, because, you know, um, you're going to have your base court no matter where you go. You, you're the faithfuls that, you know, I mean, I've had guys tell me, my wife says, if I go to Jimmy's one more time, she's going <laughs> to kick me out the house. But he, they just love the hot dogs. But, um, <laughs> you know, you, you have to adjust. You have to shift gears, especially in this business. And you can do little things to your favorite customers. You know, you have customers that are regulars that you start noticing. They know you by name. You know them. Um, give them give them a meal that day or give them an extra Coke or give them a bag of chips um, and let them know. Hand them a T-shirt. And all of a sudden, now you've got a friend for life. It's called the rule of reciprocity. And if you will look that up at learnhotdogs.com, I did a long article about that that will help every single one of you. Jimmy's done it. Corey's does it. Um Everybody that's successful uses the rule of reciprocity, whether or not they know um, that they're doing it. Right. Oh yeah, it definitely carries you a long way, and they they won't forget that. Trust me. I mean, I you know I told you I do burgers now too with, with my grill that you know I got with my cart, and it's working out great. And just a tip for anybody that wants to do burgers: they dry out if you pre-cook them, but if you go if you get some beef broth and put it in your pan, pre-cook the burgers, it's almost done. And put them in that broth, it's like eating the steak. They are so juicy and tender. I mean, I have guys walked a mile back to tell me, man, that was the best burger I had. I said, well, you can't get that at McDonald's. You just can't. And, you know, because the burgers are in the beef broth, all you yeah. have to do is slap the cheese on the bread, and it'll melt it as soon as you put the sandwich together. So they just yep. love it. That's smart. Well, I yeah, appreciate you calling it. in, Jimmy. I thank you for, for contributing to tonight's topic because that's a big help. Yeah, well, like you, Ben, we all want vendors to be successful out there. And, you know, it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it and learning, you know, in the process. Yep, you're right. Caller, area code 828, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Ben, how's it going, man? Doing good. Say, um, I was going to ask you a question. Um, I'm actually, um, I work full time now. Um, and so I'd be limited to, to just the weekend. So I guess my main question is, you know, what would be your plan of attack? You know, if, if you were only working weekends, um, you know, I do okay. I do pretty well right now in the position I'm in, but, you know, there's that allure of freedom. Um, I'm actually looking at a cart right now. I'm going to look at it tomorrow. Um, so, I, you know, Long-time listener, first-time caller, and by long time, I mean like two weeks. <laughs> but um, you have a lot of great advice, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really helping out as far as, you know, getting my ducks in a row. But as far as just working on the weekend, what would be your, your first approach? My, my attack would be no different than if I was going to go full-time. The only thing different is, is I'm limited to the days that I can do it. I would use the same tips and same strategies for finding locations, for setting up how I'm going to present myself, for my menu and everything. Now, I may because I, you know, in your case you're working full time already. 
you may want to limit your hours a bit. You may go, you know, I'll work as much as I can on Saturday, but Sunday I'm only going to do a short lunch shift no matter what. That way you're not worn out going into the work week on Monday and then get discouraged because you're tired. So you can't. Yeah. But the, we have a lot of vendors that are part-time. I mean, Doug's Dogs, is um, he was on the line earlier. He's been doing this for four or five years now, and he's um, he's definitely part-time still. He makes a full-time income with it, but he's part-time. He's just part-time. I mean, you're talking yeah, three to four days a month. Yeah, that's another question. I mean, as far as Sundays, you know, I was, I was worried about that. I mean, I'm you know, I'm willing to go you know, seven days a week as far as working full time and and doing this on the weekends. But but as far as on Sundays, I mean, my worry is you know you got a lot of people at church and 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 going out to eat and so forth. I mean, um, as far as traffic, I mean, what have you guys noticed? Well, I, I can tell you, a lot of us take off the weekend anyway. Some of us take it off anyway just because it's time with family and it works out well. In, in what we're doing already. But for those that do work on Sunday, and there's some vendors that only work on Saturday and Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so it really depends on your location. It doesn't matter that a lot of people are going to church. They A lot of those people go out to eat. A lot of those people can't afford um, to go to Golden Corral every weekend um, after church. And they may stop by their favorite hot dog vendor. Um, so there's... There's benefits to doing it, and there's also ways to put yourself in a position to find those locations. You know, if you're across the street in the the external parking lot for the big Baptist church in Atlanta, Georgia, where 9,000 people walk across a crosswalk over to get into their car to leave, and you've got a cart sitting there that's given yeah, 10% of your earnings back to the, the Feed the Hungry program of the church, you're going to be slammed. So yeah. There's, yeah. there's good idea. Lots of ways to do it. There, there's all kinds of ways. You don't need to just set a cart down on corner of you know Fifth and Main um, to make a living. There's so many better ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good deal, man. That's that's good advice. And um, yeah, you, you know you're 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 really motivated to get in this business. I was with my wife today, and we're we're walking around and. Went to a, a local thrift shop, and all I can do every road that I'm on, oh, that'd be a good spot. I'd be a great spot to get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, yeah, really excited to get into it. And uh, that's smart yeah. to to be starting looking. You should start looking for locations way before you have a cart. Yeah. All right, Excellent. man. Well, I appreciate. It. You bet. I thank you for calling. All right, man. Bye. Okay, we've got um. I already went way over our time. You know, I try to keep it to an hour, and we, we're almost at an hour and a half now. But I thank everybody for joining us. Um, I, Jimmy, do you have anything you want to add before we go? No, I'm right here, Ben. I he fell asleep. I muted myself yeah. out so you didn't hear the dog and all that. But <laughs> now I'm right here. Um, right. You know, uh, for those vendors that are, you know, thinking about, I mean, the weekends are tough, but you can make a lot of money on the weekend. Uh, I don't do Sundays unless it's something special because that's a family day. So you have to tweak it up and down. You can't, you know, be afraid. There's a lot of events that you can do on a weekend, you know. Um, but then you can do do it until you can do, you know, Monday through Friday. I mean, you know, um, you have to be wise about it, you know, and just like you say, get started until you build it up to a point where you get where you want to be. And, I agree. you know, I'm too... 
two two seasons into this now. This would be my third season out here. And, um, you know, of course, I'm looking to get into a stand-in card and all that. But, you know, you got to crawl before you walk and walk before you can run. So if you can just barely right. crawl, you're on, you're on a crutch or you're crippled or whatever, just, just get out there and get started. And you'd be surprised how fast you build up your business, you know. And you, you start – you start uh, developing ethics and, and, and techniques and all that that become habit, and before you know it, you're, you know you might need help. Right. Um, you know. So uh, just to let you know, I've got about five candidates I'm in, interviewing for the sex cell thing. So I'm anxious to get out there and try that this year, <laughs> this summer. I can't, really I can't wait to see how you do with that. Um, oh yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to have to send you some pictures on that one. <laughs> 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 I'd love it, Jimmy. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good week. And um, and Corey, did you have anything you want to add before we go? Uh, no, no, just uh, kind of like right along with what Jimmy was saying there. You know, that's uh, uh, almost identical to what, what he said. <laughs> uh, that's you uh, covered it pretty good. I, I have a quick question, if I could. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we talk about that different things. You know, we've been doing this for you know going on two years now, and and uh, one of the things we're getting ready to start doing is is because we don't do it yet is just serving uh, onions and peppers uh, all the time too. And you know, and I, I read on the different forums and different sites where people keep their uh, onions and peppers in their steam on in steam pans, and they start getting mushy by you know however long. Do you suggest uh, just keeping a fresh batch off on and off throughout the day, or is there a way you can keep them in a steam pan and not have them just go mush on you? I can tell you I've done two two things about this, Corey, from experience. One, I I never had success with mixing the peppers and onions, Um, even though that is my favorite smell at a fair. You know, you can smell the peppers and onions. But something about a hot dog with peppers and onions, unless you're doing a lot of sausages – I, I wouldn't have peppers, but that's a personal thing, and it's also geographical. You know, it depends on where right. you are. But I didn't have success with that, so I omitted the peppers. As far as making, um, keeping them lasting, I, I was mentioning earlier, I started pre-cooking my Coca-Cola onions in my um, commissary. Those are air quotes, okay? And I bagged them. I only par-cooked them. As far as when I say par cooked them, I got them almost there. Right. They weren't completely, but they still would be edible. As far as you wouldn't have to cook them anymore, you could bring them up to temperature and serve them. Sure. And what I what I started doing is putting those in individual bags, the smaller Ziploc bags, and then I will drop them in my hot water. Okay, so they're not getting any um, any moisture. They're not cooking down any further, really. They're just sitting in hot water. You could even have them in your steam table on like a towel, like a um, a kitchen-safe cloth, a food-grade cloth, and, and have them still in the bag. And then when you want to, you could open a small bag and dump them in something or throw them in a skillet if you want to keep that smell going. Right. Um, inevitably, you're probably still going to have some loss, but doing the little bag trick, um, it, my grandmother showed me that bag trick. I went to a family reunion, and I took the cart um, because I'm like the superhero of the family. and hot, I'm the hot dog superhero, and they wanted me to bring my cart to this park. And, and I 
my grandmother goes, you know what you could do? And she told me to put those in the bag. That's uh, a good idea. You know, in the water. I'd, I'd already been putting them in the bag, but I didn't think about, like, right. warming them up without them exposing them to more moisture. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I hope it works for you. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, y'all have a fantastic um, a fantastic week, and I'll see you next week, and I'll post up a topic. If you have any topic suggestions, please post them on our Facebook. And I thank um, Jimmy and Corey for joining us tonight and everybody else that called in. And I apologize for the uh, the mess up, but um, hopefully at least we got back on. I mean, it, it finally worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben, one more thing before you go. Just throw this out there food for thought. We need to do a hot dog vendors convention somewhere in Florida, somewhere nice during the winter when everybody's kind of off-season vending. And just get together and have us a little convention, man. So everybody can come down and meet everybody. Maybe have a cart there with a little demo. You know how conventions go. I think that would be really nice somewhere down the line in the future. It would, and we've talked about it. There was one planned in South Carolina a while back, maybe four years ago, that um, – and it fell through. There was one recently I heard about in Florida. It fell through. It's it's like herding cats um, because everybody's working and got schedules, and it's hard for everybody to go, okay, i got to meet somewhere. Um, somebody told me they were trying to plan one right now in Vegas. How many people out there can actually quit what they're doing and go to Vegas? Um, yeah. It's tricky. I would I think it needs to be done, but what I think would be beneficial as well is Google Hangouts is free, okay? And you can have a lot of people on there. And it may behoove, you know, us in smaller groups to get together and and do little meetup groups. You can also go to um street what is it? street vendor forum, streetvendorforum.com. And there's a forum, and you can set up groups there. There's also an application online called Meetup, M-E-E-T, Up. It's easy to remember. And you can form a Meetup group for vendors in your area to meet maybe every two weeks. And people drive from 50, 60-mile radius, and they come in, and, and you all all meet somewhere and talk and exchange stuff. That camaraderie is beneficial. I'm fortunate because I get to talk to 700 vendors a day. You know, not really, but you know what I mean. And so I already feel like I'm having a convention. Um, but you're right. that It would be fantastic to have a big convention, have a lot of manufacturers there displaying stuff, speakers on different topics. It would be fantastic. I just don't know how feasible it would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll talk to you and Jason about it later on, you know, off the, offline and see what we can do because, you know, that, that'd be great. Just to, like, it would be a product blast. Manufacturers there. Yeah, it would be a blast. I mean, just like yeah. a three-day weekend or a two-day convention, something like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's doable. I think people would take off, you know, if they could. You know, you know normal weather I, people that go year-round might not be able to do it. But Rob and I sent out um, – just I, at the time, my mailing list was uh, was smaller, but we sent out a, um, a list. I think nine or ten thousand people um, about an event, and then we narrowed down that list and sent individual emails to the people that lived in North and South Carolina. And he was going to hold one in Charlotte, a convention. We talked with some manufacturers that showed interest to come. Um, we had no one. I mean, literally, there was maybe fifteen or twenty people that were willing to come. And wow. it 
it was tricky. I think there needs to be some kind of way to make it worth their while. That's why I was thinking about having speakers. If you had speakers there, not just me, but I'm talking some people that are good in finance, people that are good in marketing, people that are good in business, you know, have Corey or Jason get up and do a 20-minute talk about such and such, or you get up and talk about such and such, and actually have a, a plan. I think it would work, and I think that would draw people in. Okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm available to work on it. I mean, that would be a great idea. I've been to a number of uh, MLM conventions, and they do it just like you say. They have speakers. They have events that help people enhance their businesses, not just to get, a, get together and drink beer and, you know, shoot the breeze. You know? Well, I'm, I'm with so. you. I, I mean, I've been to the MLM conventions, you know, and got all pumped up and went and tried to sell my Amway soap. And, and so <laughs> I'm with you. Um, I, I yeah. think it would work, and it would benefit a lot of people. Um, we may have to do a smaller convention and do one regional, you know, one up in the northeast and one in the, the midwest and one in the southeast kind of deal. Sounds good. Well, y'all have a fantastic night. I've enjoyed it. Okay, then. Take care. Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Ben'sCarts.com and the hot dog answer man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HBVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio.